Well, guys, here we are, episode two of The Real Talk with Fish Addictions TV. And we got two staffers this time. Like we told you guys in the last episode, we're going to have guests in and out, whether they're on Zoom, whether they're in studio. But these are two guys that are going to be traveling with us all year long, so why not have them here? We're going to be swapping spit all year, and I know you're <laughs> laughing about that, but isn't that what it is? COVID goes from the spit. Yeah, it does. That's Did what I meant. I'm not... Jim and I have only kissed several times. Yeah, but it was never with tongue. We didn't. I mean, it was smooches. You know, Thor used to be a part of the staff. We had to get rid of him because you and him shared rooms everywhere we went. Yeah, I know. If I had to ask you to kick him off because I was tired of listening <laughs> to him talk. <laughs> His story time. But now he's back. Thank, thanks for giving me the clickbait right off the bat. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, guys, this is That's Real Talk with Fish Addictions, and here we are today, guys. We're just talking about topics that we want to talk about, and uh, if you guys hear something or, you know, want to hear about something, let us know. We'd be glad to talk about it, but I want to start off with uh, ice fishing is, we'll call it officially kicked off. Red Lake sounds like there's guys up there, there there's guys fishing in the Devil's Lake basins and sloughs in between. I know the guy to my left here has already been on the ice. He rubbed it in a little bit yesterday on yeah, social media, but uh, let's hear about it. I, I, I want to hear what you guys think in the year 2020, because it, we're always going to, this is always going to be 2020, and yeah. we don't have to explain ourselves. No. 2020 is just 2020. It's a mess. Well, I, I'd love to hear what you guys think is going to happen to the ice fishing industry, because we all, we all know that hunting and, and open water boat fishing, shore fishing, River fishing, whatever you do, exploded this year. Uh, I've heard up to 200% increase in fishermen in the Minnesota, North Dakota area as far as licenses. I've heard that. Don't quote me on that. I just heard those numbers, whether they're wrong or not. It is growing substantially. Uh, so I'd love to just hear what you guys think is going to happen to ice fishing. Yeah, I'll let Taylor go. You go. You've already been out. <clears throat> Thanks for the invite, by the way. <laughs> you know I invite you. Sometimes you just can't make it. Obligations. Work like an adult. Yeah. But the, uh, you know, the, the license sales, just to kind of trickle off that a little bit, I think that's, uh, you know, fishing is social distancing at its finest, and it's been going on for how long, how many years. And that's, you know, that, obviously that's the big reason why, is there's a lot more people fishing and, and uh you know, it's like you said, I went out the other day and I just, you know, I scratched the itch just a little bit. I didn't put a whole lot of effort into it kind of right away. Early ice season, I'm not really looking to, you know, go big and go out somewhere and walk a long distance, checking small stuff, little small sloughs. Uh, Devil's Lake Basin, like you said, that's always one to check out first, but I was kind of just in a little pothole and it's been known to have some panfish on it and I figured I'd give that a try and you know, there was consistent about four inches throughout. Uh, we had that little cold spell, which was, well, we were in the teens every night and ice formed pretty well and it stayed that consistent, like 30, you know, low thirties. So the ice was fairly good. I'd say, you know, I think it's just really weird because right now we're used to being at trade shows mm -hmm. uh, every weekend. We're right. trade showing it up somewhere. Uh, this coming weekend would have been our week off. And then there was two more weeks after that with St. Paul and the Fargo show. Uh, South Dakota did have their show. Great for them. They were able to pull it off. But uh, 
it's kind of one of those times where we never really forced ourselves out there at this time because we always knew we had to leave. We had something going on, whether we were at an in-store event or a show, which we all look forward to. I love going to those shows and in the interaction we get with everybody that pays attention to what us doofuses are doing every year. And, uh, it's fun to just talk to them and see what they see what they think. But it's been a weird year. It's again, it's 2020, and we're not doing trade shows. There's some online stuff. Uh, Patrick Olson, who is a great friend of all of us, him and Doug Glimmerveen over at the SmackDown Outdoor Podcast, they are doing a virtual trade show, which is really cool. And I think it's the dates of the actual uh, St. Paul Ice Show. So they're going to have, I think, three days of virtual ice shows with the companies because. Whether we like it or not, you know, like uh, your big companies, Eskimo, Clam, all those guys, they're going to be okay. You know, mm-hmm. they've got online, they're, they've got a presence, everybody knows who they are. But your little guys that rely on these trade shows are the ones that we as fishermen need to band together and support a little bit. I know myself, I've been on and, and ordered a few things uh, for an upcoming project that we'll be doing through the year, which we'll release here in a little bit. Actually, we said we were maybe going to talk about what we're doing for Fish Addictions. But, you know, guys that have hard house accessories, guys that have electronic accessories, custom rod builders that maybe aren't in the big box stores, right. custom tackle builders, these trade shows are what uh, make or break their season. And I hope I hope that us fishermen band together and support these people uh, because they're, they make awesome product. And, and it's up to us to make sure that they're still around next year for the trade shows for us to enjoy. Yeah, most of the stuff I end up buying it trade shows are from those kind of guys because it's yeah. the stuff that you don't necessarily see in the stores or you know they're not necessarily one of our sponsors or whatever and we I mean we can carte blanche with with a lot of them but with with these younger or these uh other companies these smaller little guys they, they put out some pretty cool stuff yeah it's and always fun it's, to it's just... neat you can haggle with them yeah. that's the best part everybody goes there <laughs> everybody goes there with 200 bucks in their pocket and they want to walk out with two thousand dollars and it's usually sunday at noon it when sunday it's all noon. buy 10 yeah. for 20 bucks yeah. you know it's like yep yeah. buying all of them yeah give right. me 15 for 20 bucks fine yeah i would be interested <laughs> to hear smart. like what the percentage is that those guys you know make what their margins are yeah. right at that like Throughout the the year, the season, I what, guess how much money their sales yeah. is right. from the shows is contributing. It's got to be close to ninety percent. I would say yes. some of those yeah. guys is yeah. That's especially why you, the smaller bait companies. Yeah, tackle companies. Yeah, you Absolutely. make a good point. It'd be they're going to need some help this year. I'd say for sure. Yeah, well, and, for sure. and those shows are expensive to get into, so they're not doing it if it's not a big sale point for right. them. Yeah, I mean they're they're yeah. enough, especially if you're selling tackle. Right, you got to sell a lot of tackle yeah, to right. make it to make ends meet at those shows, uh, but. It's still a lifeline that these guys have. No, my worry is, is our because it t- it takes the guys like Eskimo and and all those guys to support those shows to make the shows go mm-hmm. on. At what point do those guys look at it and maybe they say, well, is it worth going to these shows anymore after the year they've had this year? I hope that's not the case. I don't think it's going to end up being the case, but it's a real reality that we have to think about. Well, ICAST got canceled early this year. Um, and they've already come out and said we'll absolutely be doing this again because everybody that was planning on being at iCast, you know, they did a big digital, uh, which was show. a giant flop, by the way. Right, but it, it's a hard transition because a lot of the reason that these companies like going to the shows is because they like interacting with everybody mm-hmm. else in the industry. Yeah, but have you ever been to iCast? iCast is a different feel. iCast is more of a 
not a consumer show. It's more right. of a trade show. So they're coming. That's where these stores are picking up their products, seeing the new product. Obviously, right. we get glimpses as as consumers, uh, but it's a totally different show. But I would I would say that the St. Paul Ice Show is the eye cast of ice fishing. Right. Yeah. And and my my only. Um reference to iCast is really what I was reading about people reacting to it being canceled and and stuff like that but a lot of them you know they, they really missed the camaraderie that comes with fishing you know these these trade shows they re- realistically they become giant bait shops absolutely where you sit around with all your good buddies and you you swap stories for a few days and yep. I mean I don't see a lot of the guys that I know all summer long that we deal with a nice fishing and you go to iCast and you're walking around and it, there's a good portion of them from the upper midwest that are down there in Florida where it's held now uh, it's pretty much like being home and seeing your buddies in the fishing industry and it's right. all the shows that you go to are kind of like that and that's definitely something we've missed as as an industry for sure and not only you know the consumer interaction too but like the other staff interaction too seeing the other guys from the other staffs and the other companies too talking to them because you don't i mean when it's go 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 show season it's you don't really have the time to to talk to those guys either so it's fun to do that and all get together speaking of that isn't it funny like how some people think like you know we're on the eskimo staff and other guys that are on the clam rotter staff they think we all hate each other but really we're drinking beer and having fun after each one of those shows together because It's pretty cool to get together. We're all pretty like-minded in this whole thing, and we all just have fishing on the on the brain. And and not saying that none of that goes on, but the ninety-nine well, percent of everybody out there is just really just wants to go fishing and right. have fun and yeah. the camaraderie part of it. There's there's posturing that takes place, but it's the same posturing that takes place between any group of friends. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, no matter no matter what, if I catch a fish bigger than Jim, I'm gonna rub his nose in it. <laughs> no matter what, you know, just like he would to me. And it, it's the same thing when you look at the different staffs because I think. I think the people that put in the effort to get on the teams, for the most part, they realize that the most important part of growing the sport or, you know, being in the sport is the growing aspect, getting other people involved. And if, you know, if Eskimo's winning, it means Clam's winning too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, Otter's also going to win. It As long as people are buying ice fishing stuff, everybody wins. Well, I've said it before and I'll say it again that when when there is that certain amount of competition between stuff, the only person that really wins is the consumer. Right, right. Because we get better product out of it, yep. or better or better price points, both. Yeah, right, both. Yeah, ideally. Well, I mean, there's only so much with the new technology; it has to come out at a certain price point, and it's going to stay there for a while. But yeah, but still, as consumers, we're winning. I right. mean, you think about ice fishing. I mean, I I lose sleep about this stuff sometimes. I don't know why I let it bother me so bad, but you think about when fish addiction started. What eight years ago now, when it first started, we're in season six but really season seven where what we were using and what we were doing only six or seven years ago right kind of seems like caveman talk now i know when you think about it. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like you think about some of the things you did and you're like right oh you know the 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 vexlar fl28 is is still a great unit but when we started it was the premier unit it wasn't even it wasn't, out, even, oh, it wasn't even the 28 yet no no and like no. you're you're looking at Ion augers right. wasn't even a thing yet when we first started. Right, electric augers were hook Infancy. it up, hook it up to your car battery. The Strike Masters ones were like two hook up to your car batteries. Jiffy came out with some attempt at it, but went away really fast. Right. I mean, what was that? <clears throat> there was one that uh, in the very beginning, like before I got on board, like the year before I came on. 
it might have been like you and Josh were still trying ice to figure gator. things out. The ice gator. Ice gator. And that thing damn near started one. on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Josh and I brought it out. And uh, I got, I had a, at the time I had a, a Pro 4 and that was Gen 1 too as well. And uh, you know, we did I like, we need to bring this out? No, it's, not, it's extra weight. We'll just, we'll just use this thing. A hole and a half, the damn thing started on fire. We had to go back to my, walk back to my vehicle to get that Pro 4 to come back out and, <laughs> and then to have that thing freeze up because it was so flipping cold. It was just a... That might know. be the biggest evolving product, I think, from when I really started getting into it. It'd probably be the auger. Yeah. I mean... Electronics. Live scope? Yeah, live scope. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, like... You can't really use the live scope if you don't have a hole to fish out of either. So yeah, I suppose you can't see the jersey you're wearing. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so he's wearing it because it's comfortable, Jim. So, it's comfortable. It is very comfortable. So what do you think the peak is? I've thought about when, that. When, scary, when doesn't man. it get better? Uh, I mean, innovating is always going to be a thing. Yeah. Uh, at, they're, well, at, right, at they're some gonna point, make we're going to peak, better. though. I mean, I used to think the Motorola Razor, there was no yeah, man, nowhere right. to go above that on the right. cell phone. Right, right. <laughs> I did too. That's Even it. after putting three of them in the lake in like a month and a half. I still, I went right back to it. Like, this is the best thing. I don't care. I threw it in the water. Whatever. I think the better awesome. question is, because we're never going to stop innovating, right. at what point do we not allow it? At what point does the game and fish not allow it? Right. Because people are already contemplating that with live scope. Yeah. Right, right. You know? I, and trust me, I love it. It is so much fun. I am not a video game guy, but I can only say that it's like playing a video game every single time you come out. It's it's like hunting. Right. Uh, and not saying that with a flasher isn't, but you put that thing down and there's no guesswork. I mean, it's night vision in the dark. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. It's night vision. That's crazy. I was see. absolutely in shock yesterday. We caught perch in every single hole we drilled in those you know those ones you love to catch that are about an inch and a half two oh, inches long you know the yeah. ones you just absolutely can't get away from i i searched in every hole probably the 60 70 holes that we drilled i got to the point where i said i'm done catching perch i'm here to catch bluegills and i turned it into what does a bluegill do okay bluegills are suspended they're typically not laying on the bottom like a perch is so i just scanned around until i found something that looked like bluegills that were suspended sure enough find that hole it was it was it was hard to put into words how incredible it was just to see the difference in the size of what that fish looked like compared to a perch yeah i could tell i didn't even, i didn't even have to waste the time in these other holes anymore i was i was fishing fish that i wanted to fish for it That's, took all of the time it's so crazy because you can tell if it's a I mean, it's a little bit tougher to tell between a crappie and a, and a bluegill, but right. if it's a walleye or a pike or something or a sturgeon, just the like, identification oh, is incredible right there. I mean, it's that detailed where there is really not a lot of guesswork in that stuff anymore. And but that, but that's what's crazy is like I think back to the FL eight, FL twelve, FL eighteen days, FL twenties, uh, which is when fish addictions first started, to now. You have the 28 and the 30 on that end. You have the Garmin Panoptics followed by the LiveScope. When Panoptics came out, we never thought LiveScope would come out. Right. Now LiveScope comes out. Now they've got perspective view. I mean, it is, it's not going to end. And as a fisherman, I hope it doesn't end. Right. But as a fisherman, I'm scared as well. And granted, there isn't everybody's not using it. 
but everybody would like to see it and yep. touch it and feel it and use it and it is a, absolutely amazing but where does it end i think that's a great question does it end no i think they're innovating all the time they're going to come up with something that we haven't even thought of because that's they probably already have right there's the truth to it right they probably yeah. already have the next step it's just we're not ready for it yeah there gets to be a point too where the patents run out on the technology and other companies get to start sure you know yeah gravy training off that and that'll start bringing price points down on yeah. on certain things but i think the, the price points on some of your better standard flashers are still high enough to sure. you know people are are still trying to buy used or you know, a step or two down from the 28s or 30s or the, you know, whatever well, Markham has out there. But. The one thing I will say is the Panoptics Live Scope hasn't made the flasher obsolete. No, not at all. Uh, There's still, that's why they offer the flasher mode on the garments because yep. I still like it. Everybody still goes back to that once in a mm-hmm. while. I I bought a deucer strictly for it. Yeah. I, I, I'm a traditionalist in that, in that way that uh even last year when i had the panoptics i didn't use it that often i was still more i'd use it search we'd find an area find fish do someone down the hole and i went back to my traditional sonar and that's i, I just prefer that and for me the live scope will step that up even further because you know weed edges and stuff are going to be more defined trees are going to be more defined when you're out on stumper doubles or whatever to where we have to find where the fish are and that Live scope's coming out of the hole, and that deucer's going down. That's just how I'm going to be. I'm just I'm a little stubborn in that. Hey, we're old, and we're kind of stuck in our ways yeah, a little bit. And it's tough. I just got Venmo for the first time the other day, <laughs> and I am still in awe about it. Like it works, and I I have not I'm not fully in trust of Venmo yet. I'm not at all. But it worked. Yeah. And I don't know where my money's at. Because it's somewhere in Venmo world. It's on the line. It's on the line. Yep. It's and on that the line. Is scary. Instantaneously. <laughs> like it's instantaneously on the line. Yep. Yeah. I don't like that because that doesn't seem real. I struggle with PayPal. I've never used PayPal. I I've, <laughs> I've stayed away from it. I had a guy tell me he could send it to me without me getting a fee. I'm like, how how I've never had to pay anybody. How do you do that? Well, I'll just do this and this and this. Okay. Do you have Venmo? Uh, no. Well, I just had a kid explain it to me that I work with. He's like 22. He really knows what it's all about. Do you want to try that? No. Yeah, I don't either, but I just thought I'd offer it. I No, no chance I ever download Venmo. I was told I needed to download it, and I had an anxiety attack because yeah. I didn't know what it was or why. How do I yeah. How do I write a check from Venmo or it's swipe so, a credit card? That's not yeah. right. It's so easy, though. It's so easy. Like, it's so easy. See, that's what I'm afraid of. I'm you, afraid you, it's too you can, easy. No, that's, you can set it so you can tap your phone and pay from Venmo at no, stores. No, you can't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you do it? Why would you no. do that? No. I don't do I No, don't, I just do it on, like, personal. I just picture I, yeah. Thor getting delivery pizza and being Dude. like, well, no. Venmo me. Yep. No, because if you're getting delivery pizza, you put your credit card in online. What if you get really tight with the delivery guy? Because it's been one too many times this By week. By the way, if anybody shows wants up to get house, Thor a it's... Christmas present, get him pots and pans. The kid hasn't cooked at his own house for like three and a half years. No, I cook. Not often, but <laughs> just not I cook. Just not lunch. Thor's no. mom, help. <laughs> That's a, So my, my Thanksgiving got canceled, and that is what I'm missing out on. Because my, my mother called me a week ago and said, uh, she, she told me that she went out and bought 
a, a surplus of 9 by 12 pans Ooh. so that she could make me food to bring home. See, I really think what should happen is she should still make Thor food, set it outside. You could just leave a note for mom and dad, grab the pans, and away you go back home. We might because I've already Megan. heard what your plans are for the next few days, and getting in a car and driving is probably just as productive. Oh, or gonna, more productive. I think I'm going to Video go, games, though? It's not like he's going to play video games for like three tomorrow. days straight. Tomorrow, I'm going to... I'll we'll play video games tomorrow, and, and then Friday. no, because I'll have to. I have to deal. I have with... never won. Have any of you two ever planned your day like tomorrow? I'm playing video games mm. all day. Okay, well, mm. my but my buddy has been Taylor. asking her for the last week. Maybe back in I the play. college days, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but you said like, hey, I can't do nothing tomorrow because I'm playing video games all day. I didn't say that I couldn't do anything because I was playing video games. You just I, said that's what you were doing. And yeah, you were that's very my, firm on your. That's response. my current plan. Yeah, whatever. And then how old are you? Twenty-seven. Yeah. And then Friday, I'm gonna have to edit all this. Mm-hmm. So I gotta do all this while you guys are deer hunting. I'm not gonna be deer hunting on Friday. Well, either way, you know what I mean. Saturday. Saturday it opens. Right? Saturday yeah. opens. Yeah. And then uh, I think loader. I think Saturday I'm gonna get out on the ice for the first time in two years and. Go ice fishing with Chris. So I was told Friday. I was told they're coming up Friday, but they're gonna fish Friday Saturday, and they're they're gonna get up there late Friday. I I don't I don't really know what the plan is. I was told that they would be fishing on Friday and Saturday, and I just figured I'd join them on Saturday. Friday late. Friday late. Anthony called me. Yeah. Yeah. I I'll be honest, guys. I'm pretty lazy about ice fishing. I figured I'd give them a chance to go find the fish. We've seen that. Thor, we know. (laughs) When we go ice fishing with you, if there is not 12 inches of snow, you find the closest 12 inches of snow, lay yourself down with your rod and just suntan. Hey. Listen, I think you found your niche in the ice fishing industry right now. Beds? Beds for ice fishing? Ooh. No. Hammocks. Ooh, an on the ice hammock. Ice no, hammocks. Dude. You sway in the North Dakota wind you'd in that so, jigs. You'd be so cold. Oh yeah, that would be miserable. <laughs> that would be miserable. You'd have to put up some sort of wind block or something. Almost like an Eskimo. What if it, oh. what if you get caught with a wind block? Hey, you've seen that Canadian company that has that? Uh, they make like that um, snowmobile. Uh, the snowmobile. Windshield. Yeah, yeah. It's like you fish off one side of your snowmobile and you just pull your the thing over the top of you and it's made specifically for the snowmobile that you have. It's oh. pretty obnoxious. But how many, how many times do you think I have to mention in this podcast that Eskimo should build a tent that I can hang a hammock in? Build a house that I can support a hammock in? Ooh, that do you want me to get into that? Because these two know backstory for all that. And I love Eskimo ice fishing gear. They, they build a great product. They do. I know. Is there one I can hang? That would take a lot a of hammock. support. Yeah, well, that's what I'm to... saying. Yeah, I mean. You how about probably have to bring a couple bags of cement and a couple posts. <laughs> <laughs> On a real cold day, though, you could just drill a couple extra holes and let them freeze up. Yeah, there you go. There you go. You just have to have some sort of galvanized... I don't know. We're going down the rabbit hole here. <laughs> yeah, it's a rabbit hole. <laughs> Anyways, Thor does not put a lot of effort into his ice fishing. He enjoys more of the camaraderie, which is just fine. Hey. It's the same in the boat. I uh, I came to that conclusion this summer. Um, See, I always pictured you as a diehard bass guy that just like literally... I do. I, I, I love catching bass, but I also just really like being out in the boat. Yeah. You know, I... You know, t- Taylor and I fish tournaments together, and I've had tournament partners who get really upset if they're not the one catching the fish that are going in the live well. And you know, I don't, I don't care which one of us is putting the fish in the box. We're gonna split a check at the end of the day. Big fish are fun for everybody. You know, it, it's more fun if it's yours, but big fish are fun, right? Yeah. You know, it's it, not like you're not trying, right? Right. 
But I, I mean, I, I did lay down with the dog out on Mille Lacs this summer and took about a 45 minute nap after fishing for three days during the tournament. No, no, I was just out fishing for fun. I drifted a long ways. Yeah, I saw how your dog treats your boat. Yeah, you can do that a long ways on Mille Lacs. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. I was woken up by some musky fishermen. Even on a windy day, would they come up to you and be like, "Hey, guy, are you all right?" Well, no, I was just, I was just kind of drifting past them, and they were like, "Yeah, you could hear them talking, and you can hear those big musky baits hit the water pretty hard." And I woke up, and you guys catching anything? No. You seen anything? No. Well, I think I might have seen one on that end of the island. Could have been a giant carp. Wasn't that close, but they're like, "Oh, we'll go take a look over there. We've seen them over there in the past." I'm like, "All right, you guys have fun. I'm gonna go back to my nap." Did you go back to sleep? Hell yeah. 200 miles an hour later because they got the 500 Verado on the back of the boat. <laughs> they probably you thought almost... it was just a floating javelin across the lake. They didn't think anybody was in it. Look, there's no guy in that boat. <laughs> you know, it, but there's a dog. I'd, yeah. I'd slept for about eight hours in those three days. and you know, It was nice and sunny. The wind had laid down and just took a little snooze. Yeah, I'm More not, not going to lie and say that I haven't napped on a boat once. Maybe twice. But I'm older yeah, than everybody. Hold so. on. Jim, you can nap by just thinking about napping. Yeah, oh, yeah. And we don't even... A, we go on a road trip, and it's like, hey, Jim, Jim. Yeah. Jim. Yeah. And that's why he doesn't sleep in the front seat, because people that travel with me get lighters get in lighters. their nose in their front seat. Yeah, if, it could be me, you, and your six-year-old son. He's riding up front. <laughs> I ain't getting started on fire. Disclaimer, I'm sleeping in no the back six-year-olds riding in the front seat of my pickup. <laughs> I do not want raging mother being like, you cannot have your six-year-old in front. No, my wife would kill me. Your wife would kill you. So, but that one year, love we did, you, honey. Yeah, but we did go up there, and Jakey was up at three, and he stayed up the entire mm-hmm. time in the back seat in his little booster. Oh yeah. I fell asleep probably twice on the way, but guaranteed, I once the whole way home. He's only about three years away from teaching me things. Yeah, he really is. He's smarter than he should be. That's all he does is YouTube watch fishing. He loves Aaron Weave, and I love the guy too. But Aaron, my God, the things you teach my children. It's not bad. It's just like, where did you get that? Have you ever seen Uncut Angling? Has he tied a fly out of of any of your gear yet? No, but he just got done talking about when he used the fidget spinner and that kind of stuff. And that was like three days of nonstop talking about catching fish on the fidget spinner, which is awesome. And it's cool that he loves all that stuff and... Is he aware of the weeb worm? I don't think so. Oh, the... Because that is... Called? The weeb worm. You can now get that as a custom musky bait. I can't remember... Mm. can't remember who makes it, but Jay Siemens went out to catch muskies on the weeb worm, which are in honor of the tapeworm that Aaron had. Yeah, but he oh. spelt the word out of it. Oh, yeah, he wrote Shamu. Shamu, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. He could have, he should have called it the Shamu worm, not the weeb worm. Well, yeah, but this is, this is so that when they sell it commercially... People are purchasing the weeb worm. Uh, so it's got his name just right on it. Yeah, that was wild. Disturbing. But that's why everybody loves him because he is willing to do anything and everything tastefully. But the problem, the thing about the guy is, is like, he's a genius. Yeah. The guy can keep everybody engaged and do the craziest stuff. And there's not one person surprised at what he does anymore. He's, he's a genius. I love watching his videos. Yeah, now it's just, he did it again. He did it again. Here's another video. And you're like, (laughs) okay, what's he up to now? And your mind is still blown every time you watch it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) No, he didn't. No, he did. Yeah. Silly Canadians. (laughs) 
we're not far from them. I know we're not. <laughs> we're we're a lifetime away now though with the border closed. That's true. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, so our adventures are gonna have to go east and west now. Yeah, a lot more east and west. Absolutely. I mean, obviously, we love going up to to Canada and fishing, but. We've got something. I think that's a good segue in to start what we're actually going to be doing. You know, we got two of the fish addiction staffers here, and before we do that, yeah, uh, I'm rookie at the old uh, camera stuff, and we didn't sync this one. Uh, All right, blinked syncing it. Now we can. Now we can segue in. Did we sync that one? That one will pick up Mike anyway. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, so fish addictions. You know, I, I'm very notorious for not planning anything, and I know it gets under everybody's skin, especially the people that watch, because they're always like, what are you doing this year? So I'm going to let out what we're doing this year, but not where we're going, because we have no clue. <laughs> I have no clue where we're going to be filming in less than two weeks. Yeah. Where we're going to be. But the first thing we're going to be is, well, we'll keep that part of it silent for right now until we figure it out 100%. But we're going to be traveling in a big bite ice house, 24 foot ice house. And this is really the first time you guys have kind of heard this. So I'm interested to hear your guys' feelings about it. And I'm interested to hear all your guys' feelings about it as well out there that are listening. So we will be living out of a big bite fish house, 24 foot fish house, as a staff and as a crew. With the COVID era, it makes sense. So we're throwing away the enclosed trailers. No, we're not throwing them parked on the side taylor's actually gonna pull it around <laughs> everywhere he goes i think we're trying to convince him to do that but as a staff we're gonna be basically living out of a permanent ice house for all of our episodes this year you know as soon as we can get it obviously with covid everything happening the ice house is in progress and we will give updates as it's coming as if we get pictures you guys will see it um all i know as of right now it's gonna be a 24 foot dual axle and uh, it's going to have a big ramp door on the back, and it's going to sleep five to six people. And uh, it's going to have a toilet in it, which is a necessity if we're going to live in it. So, yep. But Big Bite, if you guys don't know that company, check them out. Uh, they're out of Greenbush, Minnesota. And uh, they've been around a little while, uh, slowly making their way into the scene. Uh, but really well built, really well put together. And... Uh, Troy and his guys over there do a really good job, so we're excited to travel all over. If there's ice, we might be there. Uh, but, you know, with the COVID thing, and we always stay at hotels and resorts and go eat out a lot and that kind of stuff. This uh, allow us to quarantine a little bit within the staff. We'll kind of keep ourselves isolated between each other and still get the same feel that we've had for seven years or six years. And and i'm excited i'm a little nervous you know we're gonna be pulling that thing oh i don't i don't even want to tell people how many miles a year we put on but we're gonna be using that dang thing all i know is i don't i get one bed and you guys can call your other beds i don't really care but i got one and that's gonna be it and but what do you guys think of that like we're literally cutting out hotels we're gonna cut out restaurants as much as possible obviously gas station food is still gonna be a thing gas station food's awesome though we gotta have it you can't be fat and not eat gas station food <sighs> it's just this you is can, part of the deal you can barely be skinny and not eat gas station no, food. No, true yeah and if you're thinking well geez guys you're gonna film episodes out of a big bite all the time no. We're not going to be fishing out of the big bite all the time. There's going to be certain scenarios where we will fish out of that ice house. Obviously, 
there's going to be bad weather days where we can film vlogs, do stuff. We're going to be fishing out of that house a ton. Tips and tricks. And Tips. We're going to be doing a lot of stuff out of it, but we're going to be using it as our base camp. Like, if we're going to a lake, we'll set it down down in the ice right on the access or, heck, maybe we even hit a Walmart parking lot or something. I mean, but. Dollar a night. <laughs> you have to go in and pay them? for that? I know that they used to. I believe that they charge a dollar a night just to make sure that they know who's all out there and stuff like that. Interesting. You need to look that up. Um, but that's what we're going to be doing, Rick. It's going to be our base camp. We're going to travel in it. If it takes two days to get there, we'll just stop and stay in the dang ice house and plug it in and generators and propane and all. And It's going to be an adventure. Uh, I've never done this consistent in something like this. So... But you guys know how I am. I like to kind of change things up and do things differently throughout each season, somehow, some way. And this is how we're going to do it. Like, there is going to be a ton of close time this year. Taylor's over here like, oh, Lord. I just got the ideas rolling in my brain right now. I feel like it's going to be a kind of like a keeping a Dances with Wolves journal where I'm writing in the journal over in the ice house going, it's day 25, and I haven't yet to see a man or any signs of life. <laughs> I feel like it's... Other than the people that are with you. It's going to be very interesting. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, there might come some challenges with it, with the cluttering of things, maybe. Yeah. A lot of stuff. Because as ice fishermen, we have about 45 things that we don't need that we bring along on trips. Sometimes we don't bring the things we need, but... A little bit of the cluttering might be an issue, but I think it uh, so sounds like it's a pretty big house, so we might be able to bring yeah. a lot of the stuff we do need. I mean, we'll bring it, and we'll have fun doing it, but like, I envision like the guys that aren't on the trip before like coming and the other guys leaving, and or maybe everybody's in there, and we just take off from here. I mean, who the, the thing about it is is we don't know where we're going. I don't even know where we're filming in two weeks, so it will be interesting, and oh. that's... That's the crazy thing. Yeah. I know that I'm super guilty of the clutter, of the bringing a lot of stuff that might be unnecessary. Um, I'm the two That's boots guy. That's why I guy. bought a long box pickup. Yeah, you did. That's where a lot of that stuff can <laughs> a go. A lot of stuff in there. Because <laughs> the, the first thing I thought of was food, and I'm like, oh, we can bring a grill. We can bring one of them Blackstones. We can do all kinds of different stuff on that. We uh -huh. can cook burgers one night. We can do uh, smash burgers the next night on the Blackstone. We can bring all this other garbage. And I mean, so I'm I'm I, I'm a descendant of somebody. So what I'm thinking, what I'm getting yeah. out of this is when Jim is there, he's camp cook. <laughs> I'll, I'll be camp cook. You might have to fight Anthony for that title. Oh no. yeah, I'm not if fighting Anthony, Anthony. If Anthony's there, he's camp cook. Yeah, I'm not fighting Anthony for camp cook. That's <laughs> no. his, you don't even that's have to. Deal. The problem is, is if you're gonna fight Anthony, you have to fight everybody else on the trip because he can just <laughs> he flat can, out. He cook. can cook. <laughs> yeah. And he's got cans of everything: canned pickles and fish and yeah. He's got jerky and. I mean, I saved the, the black straps off of my deer just to make sure Anthony cooks us that at least several times this year the, because uh, he does it for us. Yeah, he does it for he us every really, time. really yeah. great, like twice yeah. a year. But then, like, you get to that third point, and it's like, "Hey guys, yep. this is the third time we've done this. Mm -hmm. I don't have much spine meat left." Yep. <laughs> so, well, the thing of it Anthony, is, Anthony, I have back straps for this winter. Yeah. Well, he cuts it. It's it's almost see through how thin he cuts it. It uh, takes just a split second to cook. It's amazing. Yeah, it just takes a sear. Yeah, it, it's it's literally yeah. like a thirty second sear, and it's done. And then you just throw some pickles and crackers, and away you go. And it's good. We should have nicknamed him a long time ago for his cooking abilities. 
They start calling him Cookie. Bobby Flay. Bobby Flay. Oh, I like the, that. I like Cookie. Cookie? Cookie? Because it's, it's a little bit uh, demasculating, too. Yeah. It's a little it, bit of an insult. It's it's a little bit of an insult, and 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 if anybody knows if anybody knows me and knows how hard I roll, we don't sometimes, insult each other. We don't. I mean, <laughs> so, but yeah, the, the, I, I'm I'm more excited that um, it can kind of become almost its own little aside or little series. Yeah. In the season. Right, and that's of, that's of, what those vlogs are really gonna. Yeah. Of the debauchery that can go on between a bunch of a bunch of dudes away from their women, out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, the things that the PG version, the, of the it. PG version of it, because the, there's no PG version to what actually goes on. The smells are going to be unbelievably horrible. Mm. Uh, That's the one thing I'm yeah, afraid how many of. Vents are in this thing. Yeah. Do the windows open? You just drop the back I, door. Don't worry, I'll buy a case of Febreze. <laughs> just yeah. drop it. Just yeah, spray it on. Yeah, per trip. <laughs> So let's let's go away from the nasty and go back to the the fun stuff. What do you want to give away tonight, Mike? I think uh, I think we should have people post their favorite recipes in Ooh. the comment. Favorite recipes for what? Out on the ice in the hard house. Something to that do. That is what we're people. We, can, like, we, do we are going to be spending like literally probably twelve plus weeks in this ice house. Right. We need recipes like easy recipes. Done in the ice house, crock pot. Oh, I will crock pot. definitely you're, have a crock pot. Yeah, in you're ice a crock pot guy. We will I also accept your pot. camper recipes. Camper, because it's very similar. Not everybody, not everybody's spending a lot of time out in their permanent houses, but a lot of people do camp. So we'll take camper recipes. Okay, so it's got to be fish. easy. Have you seen my camper? Have you seen my camper? Yeah, but it's the, like a normal kitchen. Right. Yeah. Same. An ice house does not but, have. But a how normal how often are you using the normal kitchen in it versus your your pellet grill? Or I am married. All right. Every meal we use the normal kitchen at some way, shape, All right. or form. Okay. The recipes. I'm on the other side of that. I, I I get his question. We pellet grill and blackstone every meal, but part of that meal is it's, made it's in the prepared. kitchen. You're right. You're give right. It, it's give us the, in there. Yep. Okay. All the men that are listening to this, which I assume is 95 percent of people listening. <laughs> You see Jim lately? Handsome. Handsome. 98% of the men. <laughs> yeah, you just lost 3% of the women when you brought me up. <laughs> Give us the part of the recipe, the part of the dinner that you cook. Not the part that your wives are doing inside. Give us the, what part are you doing? Your favorite recipe so we can figure out how to do it on the ice. And I guarantee that half the answers are going to be frozen pizza. Well, those people won't win the free prize then. Shannon might even text in frozen pizza. I mean, it's a staple, but we can't live off a of frozen pizza for 12 weeks, Jim. <laughs> yeah. We can't. And again, I mean. Well, I mean, we could, but we I mean, don't want Jack's to. pizzas are. I mean, it's four for 10 bucks. And you can get like three steaks. different flavors. In each I think if you want for Roma's, <laughs> it's 10 pack. for $11. Yeah, but you need to eat three of them. Yeah. Can you, you imagine? You really need to eat three. That's like every part of the food pyramid, too, in a Jack's pizza, isn't it? I mean, you, yeah, fruit, you hit them all, you right? You dairy, you get meat, you get bread. See, this we're is healthy. going down a rabbit. That's terrible. What do we want to give away? What do they win with their, their recipe? Ooh, with the recipe. Yep. How about some running's rod sleeves? Running's rod sleeves? Mm-hmm. Okay. Who's who's picking the winner? You are. We just talked about how I don't cook. How yeah. am I going to look at a recipe and be like, that's the best one? I'm going to pick the guy that says frozen pizza. 
Because you're gonna not. You might pick the guy that says frozen pizza. This is gonna be. This is not gonna be a random pick for everybody. So, post your best recipe, and Mike I, and I'll figure I, out. We'll, I'll pick it. We'll go with. We'll go with Mike's favorite recipe wins some runnings rod sleeves. Yeah, but back to this thing. So we're actually literally gonna be pulling this thing all over the upper Midwest. Yep. Staying in random spots, filming everything. You know. It's going to be a lot like what we did with the National Walleye Tour, following everything and every and doing everything that we did, except we're going to be staying in an ice house and showing how cool. I mean, especially in today's day and age, you know, I mean, with the COVID era, we're trying to do something different. That it's going to be a lot of fun. I, you guys are thinking about the stinks and everything like that. I'm thinking about how happy my wife is going to be that I'm going to have to learn how to play cards. I don't know how to play any card games, Jim. I blackjack. As somebody that loves slapjack, I can can play a mean game of slapjack. We might have to play war because we're going to be in this thing for most of the night. You're not going to have enough cards to continuously play war. Somebody's going to get very angry and just throw them. That's you remember. I used to deal blackjack, right? Yeah, Yeah, I have curtains of cards. Not saying we're going to gamble on this stuff, but poker. I mean. Nothing wrong with playing cards. Gamble fishing rods. Huh? The right answer is playing pinnacle. Pinnacle is the right answer. How do you play pinnacle? Oh, I don't even start going and get into it. I, My wife looks at me and she is so mad at me. I don't even try to play cards. And she's going to be mad when she listens to this because she's going to be like, I can't get you to play cards, but traveling around in a nice house is going to get you to play cards. Well, I'm sorry, honey. Um, there is. We're going to have a lot of time at a small table because there isn't going to be restaurants open and we're going to live it up this is going to be a lot of fun well plus we just ate spine meat on the grill on blackstone (laughs) why do we need to go to a restaurant right (laughs) it's going to be uh there's like there's a game that uh shannon and i play uh it's called hand and foot oh hand and foot is confused i haven't played in a long time but i had a lot of fun playing. yeah it's it's not that confusing it's more it's more once you get the rules down yep Pinochle can be confusing because there's bidding and all this other garbage. Mm-hmm. And and that's going to be a really hard one to play. And it would take all season to, to teach Come you on. how to play it. And we would be off the staff by the end of it. Because <laughs> you, would, you would be so mad at us that you'd kick us off. Yeah, yeah. Pinochle's tough because you get your groups you of people that play. People. And yeah. they learn how other people play. Yeah. And it would take the whole season. It would. You're right. But hand and foot is, is basically Canasta. And it's a, it's, it's a long game. You know, it's, yeah. it's a seven-round seven game. Something. I, Something I like haven't that. played it in almost 15 years. Every, it's been time, a long time. every time we play it, we have to look up the rules. But yeah. And we play it probably, I don't know, eight, ten times a winter. When, you know, cold Saturday nights or whatever, we don't feel like going anywhere. Well, let's bring out the cards. Before you know it, we're two games in and it's two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. It, 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 it's a long-form game. And it's actually really easy to learn and, and a lot of fun. And I could, I think that'd be a, the nice one to, to bring along. I mean, it, you need an extra deck of cards for every person that plays. But So I think before we get to traveling this thing, we actually probably do need a little help from people out there. I mean, we've done the hard house thing, but we've never really, like, stayed in it consistently. So I would like to see modifications people have done to their hard houses, whether it's the TVs or the rod holders or luggage or different things that they've done to make it right friendly. Because, I mean, as awesome at this as this house is, we're still going to have to make our little mods and that kind of stuff, and we'll do that right? probably via the camera showing us. We'll mod it up with everybody, but 
I'd love to get your ideas. And uh, I think we got some catch cover stuff that we can give away to the person that has the best mod. Okay. Send us those mods that you do. Customize your house. Uh, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Like That's yeah. going to be part of the fun. Getting it here, back into the shop. Make, hook the, well, we're going to have to have a TV. Duh. How do how do we want them to send us those pictures? Should we do that on should we do that on an email at info the the info at fishaddictions.com? Well, it'll be fun to get the description of what they do and what yep. works for them because we are gonna guys we I mean we spent a lot of time in ice houses but it's been three four days at a time right so I there, I know there's a ton of guys that spend a lot of time in their ice houses uh, whether it's summer and or winter. I mean, even as simple as like an outside carpet or something that you put down yeah, where you could get the boots off and all that kind of stuff, like just different things that have worked for you, uh, even even as simple as like a cooler that is easy in and out or even blankets. Like, right. have you found something that compacts really easily and is comfortable still? And uh, even... You know, like I know some guys do stuff to their heaters. And, you know, it gets 50 below, uh, you're going to have issues with your heater. There's guys that have little mods that plug a heater in or something like that. Like, I'm just really interested in all that kind of stuff because I'm not new to this, but this is going to be new in general because we are literally, if, if anybody knows us, and especially myself, we're gone doing the fish addiction stuff mm-hmm. all the time. So when I say we're living in this, I'm going to be in that ice house more than I'm going to be in my own bed. I, I would bet a minimum of 75 nights. I hope you're wrong. You're going to need a body pillow to snuggle. Or we could add Laura to the staff. <laughs> Isn't she automatically part of it? I don't know. Well, she going to be there? She want a bio on the website? We should have her she probably wouldn't want to be involved in it at all <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we're getting back to the stink talk, the stink talk <laughs> yep. she'd be out on the smells uh, i mean but it's we're gonna be traveling all over it's gonna be awesome i'm excited and i'm nervous and i know we can pull it off because we are a group of guys that just go with the flow we know everything's not going to go right there's going to be probably flat tires there's probably going to be I'm gonna Some be flower in- heaters that need to happen once in a while. I mean, it's going to be crazy. I'm going to be interested to see if you can slow down enough to be in a permanent ice house. Because with, without the hotel reservation hanging over your head, I could see you getting off the ice and saying, hey, I heard that there's a good bite 12 hours from here. What if we just leave now? Well, that's the whole point of this. And then all of a sudden you're going to go like nine days without sleeping? No. I'm asleep. Uh, yeah, but when the I'm, fish are biting, you're gonna old man. Like I will definitely drive through the night. <laughs> you put me in the right mood, I'll drive through the night. <laughs> you know, I can remember coming back from where were we coming back when Aaron's like, "We need to stop," and he's like, "We need to get home," and then he's like, "We need to stop," and I'm like, "We aren't stopping." That was Saginaw. Saginaw. Yeah, was. We, we, we are not stopping. We are going. We yeah. went through that lake effect stuff. The lake effect stuff. Yeah, North we end. ended up. It was everything Mike could do to slow down to 40, and he was still going too fast. But stopping wasn't an option because Aaron needed to get home. Yeah. And then and he didn't was, want to get home. And they didn't want to get home, but he had to get home. But you couldn't go fast enough, but you had to go safe. too slow. <laughs> and we got, what what's that, 28-foot trailer behind us mm-hmm. full of snow cats and stuff. And that was a, that was a trip. 
as long as you kept the foot on the gas and going in the right direction. Yeah, I think the first time we stopped, I opted to switch seats and move to the back so I could uh, throw a pillow up against the window and check out of that conversation. <laughs> that was one. Just trip. sleep through the jackknife as we go down the road, 100%, or what? If I'm not awake for it, it didn't happen. Honestly, were you guys nervous? I well, wasn't brought, nervous. Brought, I was more tired of the complaining. We did break the tires. At least like a once or times. twice, and yeah. I think that's what freaked Aaron out a little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah, because he was yeah. in the back seat, like Chuck, like chattering, and I'm just like, "You wanted to get home, we're going home." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was in, I was in the front seat for that portion of it. I was I was I think we stopped to eat, and I hopped straight into the back. Aaron, you got front. That's you. Yeah, you that remember was, that we stopped yeah. at Subway, and that girl had just cleaned the whole the place, whole place. And we had just muddy boots uh, and stuff. But we yeah. helped her clean. It I up. grabbed a mop because yeah. I got in there first and ordered. And while while she was making my stuff, I went and grabbed that mop, re-mopped the whole and floor. remopped the entire store for her. I'm a nice guy sometimes. Yeah? Yeah. I say a lot of stupid things throughout the day, and, and I'm not really nice to anybody. Jim but has a heart. You make up for it with your kindness. I make up for it with the kindness to strangers. The kindness in your heart. So if you guys could pick one destination that you want to go to this year, you had to have thought about it. Yeah, what's that ridiculous one out west? Way out west. Cascade for yes. Perch? Nope, the other one. Fourth. Fort Peck, Lake Trout. Lake Trout. I would really like to go yep. to Fort Peck. I actually yeah. talked to my uh, next door neighbor about, he builds custom rods, and I asked him to build me a broom handle for trout. Nice. And I don't know if he's done it yet or not, because I haven't talked to him since, but, and he's been out, I think he's been trying to stab and shoot just about anything that yeah. he had, he, I think they had like seven tags between him and his brother, but uh, I don't think he's gotten around to it yet. Yeah. But. He's got a little time. He's got a little time. I doubt Fort Peck is broke. I doubt it is too, but that's not going to be our first stop on Fish no. Addictions TV. <laughs> but I, since since uh, I've missed out on the on the Canada stuff, yeah, I would I would like to take a swing at that, and I, I think a custom made broom handle would be perfect for little giant right fish. Here that would jump in. I think after last year's Canada trip, he's hooked. Mm. Lake trail. Yeah. Aside from the forty below and nothing but slush, I think he had a great time. Yeah, it sounded like it, anyways. Yeah. Right. Oh, I made up for it. Totally. I mean. The first day was slush mania. Oh, that was rough. And then, it, well, you know, you, you don't realize how bad the slush is until you fall into it. Right. And then you have 17 layers of clothes on, and then you're Stunning. wet from sweat, and then you're frozen solid by the time you drive to your next spot, and then you hit another slush pocket. But the fishing was good, so, I, yeah, like I said, it definitely made up for all of it. And the lake trout we caught were so much fun yeah good, so like, good yeah, fishing that, will make up for just about any kind of disaster yeah. you can have outside of falling in that fort peck thing would be pretty cool yeah but without yeah. fort without saying fort peck where would you like to go you've thought about this for years you haven't just for lake trout no just for over an episode this year where would i like to go a lot of places wrong answer well which one would be the one that you want to go to just, the most just say cascade on the way to fort peck uh, Fort Peck's on the way to Cascade. Yeah, what, what are you talking about? We're in a 24-foot toy yeah, hauler. Everything's, everything's on the way. On the, way. <laughs> yeah, every, hey. the, the map says to go to Fort Peck first. Yeah, it, whatever. <laughs> but it's only a 20-hour drive That's to get to Lake Cascade through Fort Peck. Oh, okay. I'm so you just, you just take three weeks and you, uh, you drive out, fish Fort Peck for four or five days. You Drive the rest of the way to Cascade. Yeah. I would love to go to Cascade. And fish there for yeah. We're fish there for the trailer, four or five man. days. We might make it there. I'm it's still curious. Miles. Where am I? Where do I want to go? Where do you want to go? I don't know. I'm asking. You. Oh, gotcha. Well, yeah, I thought there was like some place in mind where like I had been talking about it forever. No, no. Okay. <laughs> I mean, honestly, would be go to go back. I mean, right back to a Cusco. That was 
That was awesome. It's not an option. It's not an option. I know. If it wasn't a so COVID. So would you say Saginaw again? Or Erie? Erie. Oh, God. Yeah, Erie's yeah. yours. I, Erie would be a ball. Is it going to ice this year? If it does, so. we have a toy hauler. Mm-hmm. And beds. <laughs> there is no stopping us. Like, we're just going. We have a we have a hotel room booked already. Yeah. I'd actually like to go to Sakawea. Yeah. We've talked about it a lot. We've never quite made it out there. Every time we're going to, something happens. We've planned it a couple times, and it just never happens. I'd like to do Giant Pike on Sakakawea. Yeah. I talked to a little homie last night about that. We got we got to the Sakakawea talk a little bit. And he's all about us coming out there and, oh, yeah. and hanging out for a bit. So. Oh, yeah. We'll get out there. Yeah. We'll park it in his driveway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, yeah, by the time we get back, he'll have it sold. Because <laughs> uh, it, it does look like it's getting more difficult to camp in Walmart parking lots. What they say it. for the rules? Well, it, it, so it's on an individual manager's decision, store by mm-hmm. store. So we dropped from 78% of Walmarts allowing it down to about 58%. What so, if we had them cool signs, the cardboard signs that you could flip around like those kids with the, with the hand are things? We, are we talking and it says something twirling? cool. That, that's like an art. Yeah. I've known a few people. All right, enough. This sign twirling? Yeah. That's what we're talking about now? <laughs> Maybe they'll let us stay. Yeah. All right, Taylor. Give us a, a lick. I said eerie. Uh, you know how the ideas run through my head in every different place. Jim knows especially. We travel so, to some yeah. places we maybe shouldn't. Yeah, we zero. But more. it's the experience. We, we zero plenty. It's the friendship. We limit out on fine. friendship. We limit out on friendship. You know. It's fishing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but big ideas turn into zeros in a in a in about half a day. Yeah. And three hundred holes later. I mean, there isn't a whole lot of lake trout destinations, so that's what like my brain is stuck on that right now. But stuck on Lakers, yeah. But I mean, there's so many different. What about the Dirty Thirty? Where would you want to go catch a Dirty Thirty? Fort Peck has that too. Bad idea. Yeah. Uh, honestly, if if you're gonna do Fort Peck, you have to film for a week. I mean, Fort Peck or Erie, that would be the At two. Least. You know, because it's highest probability. Giant perch, giant pike, giant walleyes, giant lake trout. <laughs> Over under all of all of us come out friends in the end of this. For it's sure, like 12, we're coming out friends. It's like twelve percent after like a month later. Get over, get over it, and then I'm, come back right to it. I'm more worried about you guys being too good of friends. Afterwards. Probably, probably. That's yeah, there'll, the... de- there'll definitely be a second and third language. There will be for sure. By the time we're done, we're going to be speaking another language to each other that only we understand. Yeah. Come up with new slang That's words and stuff. Awesome. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to switch gears. We're going to get serious for a second. First ice, ice safety. Everybody needs to talk about it. Everybody needs to hear it. And there's guys rolling your eyes. Well, go ahead and roll your eyes. But when you fall through, you're going to be glad you heard some stuff about it. So we've done ice safety videos. We've talked about ice safety. But it is probably the most important thing to drill into people's heads as the ice season gets kicked off with Red Lake, with different small bodies of water getting froze over. Uh, there's reports of Lake of the Woods being totally iced over, whether it is or not. I've seen some satellite pictures. It looks like there's maybe a little water out there yet, but for the most part, she's capped over. I saw and, they were going to start a lot of walkouts. And things are going to go on Lake of the Woods. Wow. Mm-hmm. And things are going to go fast. So, you know, we beat this with a dead horse, where we beat this down. And, yeah. and we, but I don't think it can be said enough. 
You know, no they're... ice is safe ice. What? We beat a dead horse. We haven't beat we... it with a dead horse. That would be hard. It'd be impressive. We beat <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that, would, that would be agree. impressive. Be some so... Godfather stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway. ice safety. First off, I'm gonna start. I'll, I'm gonna go through things that I like to bring along. Ice safety. You guys add where you need and and different tips that I think people should should consider. Uh, no, there is no dumb idea for ice safety from wearing a float suit if you don't have a float suit wear a life jacket am Uh, i the only one here that's gone through with a float suit on yes Mm -hmm. i went through but i only went to like my waist it's it's remarkable yeah how you feel the suit pick you back up yeah it really is i uh i even watched another video yesterday dave lefebvre did one okay and through the ice yeah and he almost like like he so he fell through and floated up so high that he came like almost to his waist again. Like it, the suit like bounced him out really? of the water. It was wild. pretty wild. But when I think about ice safety, we'll get back on topic here. When when I think about ice safety, I think ice picks, float suit, cleats, buddies, cleats are one. I and mean, I am bad for cleats, and I slip on the ice more than anybody. Taylor always makes fun of me. Like if there's an ice patch, Mike's gonna slip on it. I'm notorious for getting them too. Yeah. But then you have that one like really bad one and you're like, okay, I'm not forgetting my cleats right. ever again. But we get used to like walking on the snow like yeah. after the first couple weeks of ice and then it snows. So then you don't need cleats and you don't even think about it when right. you're preparing for a trip. But yeah, like early ice cleats for sure. Ice cleats are really good. Uh, ice pick, bang in the ice. I mean, I don't think, I mean a lot now, especially like with the pistol and that kind of stuff, I think you can probably... I don't want to say leave that behind, but you can drill a hole every few feet or few yards. Although I think the ice pick is probably better option. People do just walk and drill. Uh, at least with the ice pick, you can get in front of yourself a little bit yep. and, and check ice depth. Uh, you got to figure out how many hits it takes for you. For me, I think it's three hits. And if I'm not through in three, I'm good yep. uh, for my personal uh, again, if you don't have a float suit, which not everybody does, a life jacket will suffice. But I think the the most important stuff is definitely a buddy and a float and picks. I think those are by far the most important. And and the one thing, the one thing that you hear all the time is, well, I saw people out on the lake. I just saw people out there already, so I just walked out. Nobody else can tell you it's safe. You need to determine its safety especially in the first few weeks mm-hmm. uh, up to a month. Uh, and please do that because it's not fun to hear about people falling through and worse dying. And we've had a lot of that over the last three years, a lot more than any of us would like to admit. And a lot of it could have been, I think, prevented. And that's sad. Uh, but you guys got anything to add to ice safety? Ice safety, I think, is one of the most important things, important topics to talk about at this time. Limit yourself to what you take out. You know, you don't need to bring everything. That's exactly what I was going to say. As as light as you possibly can go. Yeah. And to touch back on the, uh, just because that guy's out there fishing, even like a, you know, a lot of us are guilty of that too with the social media thing too, where it's, oh yeah, I was out there. Or, yeah, this guy was out there the other day. You still need to check it, you know. Yeah, if you haven't witnessed it for yourself, don't, don't, don't trust the fact that you see somebody out there. Uh, 
and just because there's holes there too, like already drilled, like pre-drilled holes. I mean, that could, you, your ice could change in a week or even days at this, you know, this time of year, it yep. can go from four inches of ice to two inches of ice. Yep. So, and if you're on a big body of water, pay attention to wind. Cause you don't know what's right. on the other side of the lake. It might open up 20, 30 feet. And then you're like, Hey, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't have a boat now. Well, and there's certain lakes that people are fishing now that got six, seven inches yeah. Of, yeah. within a couple hundred yards of shore, but the rest of the lake is wide open. Yeah. You know, that's sketchy. It is sketchy. It, it really is. And uh, I'm just not that mad at the fish. I love ice fishing. Yeah. I love fishing. I love being out there. I used to, you know, we used to, amongst each other, we used to go different directions and check ice, and we were always like, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's get out there. I mean, this this guy here, he needs to scratch the itch right away, which is fine. He does it safely, but us old guys, we just kind of slay back a little bit, lay in the weeds and yep. let him check things out, and then we get out there. Well, I like the I like the pack light thing, too, that you said. Yeah. Like, I don't bring my whole rod case. I bring one rod. Mm -hmm. I, the, uh, either the chisel or a... Uh, you know, we have the, now we have the K drills, the pistols, the light flights. It's, you know, how light is that? They're only six, eight pounds. Well, yeah, the drill is what, twelve or something like that. But you you cut down a lot of weight not bringing the old Model Thirty out, and you know that's a lot of weight on you too. So it's they've definitely made strides there to lower the weight. But yeah, do it yourself too, and don't bring as much. You don't need to pack a whole camper full of stuff out there. Right. It's probably not that cold either. So if you're fishing alone, right. you probably don't need to bring your big tub house out with you that weighs right I mean, heater all that pop-up yeah. pop options in a sled that right. you're pulling with it's not a bad thing to pull a sled with you tie it to yourself and mm -hmm. i mean it could help in the end but i think as i get older i enjoy sitting in the deer stand a little bit more than early ice so i really just kind of like sitting yep. there and enjoying nature yep that was a hundred percent what i was just about to say is that i think that there's a few of us that would rather try and run a deer yeah. Then run a walleye right now. Sorry. <laughs> we got all winter to run walleyes. We only get a couple of weeks to do these deer things. Right. Right. But the fish are so active right now, Jim. I know they are. They'll be active. They're hungry. I know they'll be active next week, too. Well, <laughs> those dang one and a half inch perch for sure. Yeah, hungry. They like start that. to dwindle down a little bit when you get into the January, February doldrums. Right now, they're hungry. There's not a lot of hesitation there. But. On your two inch perch. Yeah. Yeah. But there were some there were some decent gills mixed in, so you can't give me too much guff. No, I, I can't say that I was not a tiny bit jealous when I saw your video of you picking up a nice gill and throwing it back. Yeah, yeah, I, I was definitely a tiny bit jealous. I didn't want to. I didn't want to make any jealous, Then I walked but... outside this morning with no coat on. I was like, Ugh, I'm not ready for this <laughs> quite yeah. yet. I'm sitting in a heated deer stand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, Are you guys excited about anything else for this season like what are you guys most looking forward to the biggest thing i'm looking forward to is playing with the live scope yeah. i mean for me that's i, I want to learn that i want to i want to see how much more productive it is for me how many more fish i can bring up you know the, the some of the stuff that we i think you know, standardly fish i think part of the fun aggressive. of the live scope is is understanding it better all right. the time every time you look at it you can understand it a little bit better yep and it's simple enough for anybody to grab it, put it down, and understand what they see. But it's detailed enough that the more you look at it, the more you understand it. Like you'll, what I'm, what I mean is, you can set it down and understand that's a fish swimming, that's your jig, 
and understand some of the things. But then as you look at it and you stare at it more, you understand the fish's mood. You understand like, oh, that's a log and it's right on the other side of the log. Or you just understand what yeah. you're seeing so much more and you can understand the fish so, so yep. much more once you get more. And I've got, obviously, we've gotten a chance to, to use it a lot over the last two years. And, and I struggled with it in a boat. And so my goal this year was to really understand it in a boat yeah. situation. And that really helped me understand it overall a lot better. So I'm excited to take everything I learned this open water season and bring it to the ice and really be able to educate people on on the use of the... I, I think we're just really breaking the ice on what this thing is capable of. And especially now with the perspective view added into it, especially for that 15 feet and under like basing crappies and that kind of stuff. Like, dang, <laughs> I'm excited to get it out there and use it. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to when we're out walleye fishing is, is that fish being lethargic? It did it just happen to swim by and I marked it, you know, like the standard sonar, you see it. Did it just happen to swim by within two feet of my bait? Yeah. Did it react? Did it swing and miss hardcore? Oh, and, and did it leave? Did it? What it you're just, not ready for, Jim, is right. the emotional roller coaster you are about to go on this year. I, I kind of, I kind of endeared it a little bit last year with the panoptics last spring because I actually oh. got to see some of the swings and misses because I, I rarely would use it with it's walleye not even fishing that. because it's so, the fish that are 15 feet away from you and you were doing everything you can't get to get that attention and they yeah. just like. That's like yeah. that's like grunting at that. What did I do wrong? Yeah, the last two weeks you're Get grunting at a buck. <laughs> the last two weeks you're grunting at a buck that just won't pay attention yeah. to you because that doe is over there and she's hot. It is unbelievable. Like, a, yeah. a, be ready. Like, trout fishing. Like, I'm in my own hut by myself, and I am like yelling at the fish, like, "What am I doing wrong?" Like, these guys around me must have been like, "What is going on <laughs> over there?" Like, is he? having an emotional breakdown i mean because it's you like didn't bring his wife with <laughs> <laughs> i mean think about that you see every move that fish is making right. like if you pull up and it's coming at you like that's probably the biggest thing you're gonna have to get used to as a new uh user of live scope is the fact that you'll be bringing it up bringing it up bringing it up and you're almost setting the hook based on what you're seeing right. on the live scope which you know, obviously, when they get to about this far, they they look like they got it, but you gotta yeah. you have to you train yourself to, feel to it. wait to yeah. feel it because you're looking, looking, looking. You're concentrating so much. You, I've taught myself to like if I think okay, it's committed. Boom, I'm to my rod now, and I'm 100 percent focused on my rod. Where that is tough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the 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 complete rejection that you understand that you can see now is so tough. See, and that's the the one the only thing I really have it's to been compare a long to time that. Since I've been in the dating world, I didn't <laughs> didn't deal with it well back then. No. Either. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I really have to compare to it is uh, when we sight fished Saginaw, and yeah. how yeah. badass to see that how they was. react. Yeah, to but watch you, everything about it, the, how they were swimming around us like sharks. Yeah, but think about it now. Now they're 60, 80 feet out, and you see them coming. Right, and that's just it. You know, I mean, we could see you know 15 feet each way or whatever if we could have a microphone in my head when i'm watching that stuff happen like you're doing what you're doing watching it oh there's fish coming 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 and all of a sudden naturally what happens when you see something you speed up a little bit and you're like, mm -hmm. ooh, ooh, ooh. And all of a sudden it's like damn 
you what you were doing was got their attention. Slow down, and it's like, no, and then they're gone. And then they're gone. So those people that say that Panoptics Live Scope catches fish for you, no, you still got no, to use gotta, it. You still got to right? catch them. It is by far the most superior tool on yep. the ice in the boat, but you still have to catch these fish. And I'm pumped to have a winner of heartbreak then. That's, I'm, I'm excited for it. That's what I'm, I'm looking forward to. I'm excited for you. Yeah. Because I'm still going to be going through those emotional roller coasters with you right alongside of you. I like it. I'm excited. I like it. This year's live scope too, because all you've done is repeat Jim all night. Hmm? Oh no! I forgot that that stemmed from a question. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we were just kind of going back and forth with their eyes, like, "Oh, this is getting serious." I, I forgot that that stemmed from from what are you the most excited about? <laughs> we got into it. Thor. Yeah. No. Mine is mine. Is still just the just the kind of the thrill of you know ice fishing, searching something. Trying to figure it out, capitalizing on it, and, you know, having that success, I guess, when it comes to ice fishing. To me, it's always, like, searching for the next. And you know what I think is going to be so cool about what we're doing this year with the Ice House? Is we're going to show a lot of failure because we're going to go. Mm-hmm. We're going to do this. We are literally going to park at a lake. Boom! We're going here. It's not going to be Lake of the Woods. Will we go to Lake of the Woods? <laughs> We're going to Lake of the Woods. Are we going to film it? I don't know, but we're going. We're going. Devil's Lake. It's going to be some lake that Taylor picks because he picks the weirdest things Mm. on the weirdest places of a netting report from 30 years ago, but we're going to go. And we're going to drill holes. You're going to end up spearing so many pike this winter. Uh, I think him and I just had a conversation about that. Maybe it was this morning. Maybe We're going to spear pike. And we're going to spear pike because a decision that was made today is going to allow us to go yeah. spear pike. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for that, actually. And That's uh, what I should be excited for. We're going to spear pike this year, huh? We're going to spear pike. Yes. I think we should go Ooh. to Iowa and spear muskies. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just Ooh. kidding. I'm just Ooh. kidding. We can go to Wisconsin and spear sturgeon. Yeah, we can make a whole trip Oh, for sure, spear and sturgeon. Justin Snyder, who is part of the Warrior Pro staff, is his family. It's like a tradition for them. And he has invited me to go spear sturgeon. So, Justin, I am going to take you up on that offer. So, make a spot in your driveway for the ice house. <laughs> <laughs> or your yard. Either one's fine. Yeah, wherever. It don't matter. You know, you know what? Everybody always is just a given. But what I'm most excited for, I mean, all that stuff is, I'm excited about everything. But the fact that we're all going to be, because we haven't really done a lot of stuff together as a group over the summer with everything going on. But we're going to get together again and and just be fish addictions right the camaraderie is going to be on a higher level than it's ever been it has to be i can't imagine the pranks we're going to play on each other Mm. because i've already been thinking about that boys so sleep at night sleep get your sleep while you can and by the way, I don't take pranks to me in my sleep very well. Yeah, I no, just it, want to put that back at you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I throw rights. I am a heck of a guy to yeah. do the pranks, but yeah. I hate them done to yeah, me. Same, same. And I'm, I can, I'm vicious. I'm vindictive. Yeah. I was gonna say if we're gonna start that, you gotta yeah. be able to play the game. Yeah. I mean, I will, but I not gracefully. Those. <laughs> I will take it if I have done it. I will take it, but not gracefully. Like I will be mad at you for an hour or two. You just have to let it happen. 
But I also understand I got to get over it. Well, as Camp Cook, you don't get breakfast if you're mad. And if you piss off the Camp Cook, then he gets breakfast and nobody else does. Oh, I'll get breakfast for two. I'll get breakfast for three. However many people were staying in the house and didn't stop the prank. I'll eat it all. I'm not even scared of bacon. I'll eat the whole thing. I know you will. Did I'm, you once buy like eighty packages of bacon at not the grocery once. store? No, not once. I've, I've done. That. I've, I've done that multiple times. Not that's, once. I was gonna say, Mike, that's like weekly. Not, yeah, not once. The grocery store's got a deal on bacon, and we <laughs> yeah. all get a text like. It's always Jimmy. Sam's Club, isn't it? No, Hugo's, Hugo's. no, Hugo's. They did oh, the, Hugo. Yeah, they did. Uh, what was it? Two for five bucks for uh, uh, black label Hormel thick cut stuff or whatever. Uh, there's a spot in Foston uh, that. Did a, a sale. It was a three pound pack for uh, eight bucks or something. Literally bought the store up. The the kid that was packaging it was so mad at me. I <laughs> he was, really he was bringing Jim out like a fresh do vlogs on, vlogs on just his bacon obsession. Mm. It's it freezes though. I cut it up. I package it. It's it, whoa, whoa, whoa! You cut it up? Well, like the those three pound packages. Cut it in half. I'll cut it in half and then and then individually do it. And Make it, it so goes that it's freezer. a usable amount each time you thaw it. Correct. And it's turkey yeah. bacon, right? One hundred percent, one hundred percent turkey bacon. I mean, everything about me screams health and fitness. So <laughs> I try and go as as, as sodium free as possible, no fat. But yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's been a pretty successful run over the last like four years of of, of bacon purchasing. Yeah, I'm money ahead. <laughs> I am so proud of you. <laughs> But Look, in, cost, all, in, all, in all seriousness, if you come across a good bacon deal between now and the first of the year, let me know because I'm gonna have to purchase bacon yeah. for the ice house. I got you. I'll you think you know. we can? You think we can put like a mini chest freezer in the ice house? We're gonna have to. Would we need to even plug it in? That'll suck a lot yeah. of juice. Yeah, you have to because uh, that's actually something that we will have to figure out is how to keep stuff from freezing. Right. Um. So they make uh, like it's called heat, Thor. Yeah. So the back of your pickup is not heated. Well, that's good. It'll keep it frozen until we want to use it. Then we'll have to actually meal plan, which won't go over very well. But we'll figure it out. We'll cook frozen steaks. Yeah. yeah. It's the frozen bread that's gonna suck. I can just um, see this all, all your, happening, all like in water. in my head. These episodes are like coming out, and and people. It is gonna be a really fun ride for everybody to watch us struggle yeah i've never camped in the winter and that's what this sounds like yeah i'm I'm a newbie to the hard house game yeah like staying we're not multiple we are we're winter camping all year long we just have actual walls you're a professional camper in the summer well yeah but um, it's more are you bringing bags it's more glamping than anything i can bring bags i actually i have two sets you have to bring them yeah i I have i actually have a fish addiction set he does. You know, one year, and I had a permanent ice house for a while, I actually kept a snowblower in it. That's not a bad idea. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah. Blow out around it and stuff. If you yeah, get blow out around it, bank, bank it in, or if you're, like, got high banks, you could just snowblow it out real quick. Right. It wasn't ever fun to do, but you did it. What yeah, about lawn darts? You got some lawn darts going? Bocce, bocce ball? Badminton? Bocce ball in the snow. Are we doing yeah. yard games? Uh, a lot of those games don't play well out in the snow, though. Bags but they'd work. be a lot more bags, fun in the snow, I feel like. Work. And bags gets us out of that, ice house. out of the ice house, We're and out of everybody's space. Lawn darts. It also, also gets you out, and there's the added 
fun slash risk of getting stabbed. That's where I'm going with the lawn darts. Not happening. I'll play cards before I play lawn darts. (laughs) Going on the record right now. I almost killed my uncle playing lawn darts. That was that was wild. One got away from me. Yeah, let's not play lawn darts. No lawn darts. darts. I'm still trying to play lawn darts with deer right now, actually. Yep, that's what we're doing. Not going my way. Well, boys, I think we should wrap this up. But I appreciate you guys coming on. Yeah, this is what this is going to be about. Just this is fun. I I know there's going to be people listening to this and being like, "What did I just listen to?" But I know there's going to be people that listen to this are like, "I could sit in on that." Yeah, I could sit in on that, and that's what we're trying to do, really. We maybe didn't educate you too much. We tried a little bit, but eh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And we're going to try to do this fairly consistently. Obviously, with travel and everything like that, we're going to do the best that we can. Uh, but this is the Real Talk with Fish Addictions. So before we before we cut it off, again, oh. comment your favorite recipe down below for in the fish house. And or, the most important. Yep. Tell us your modifications to your permanent ice houses that you make so it's more comfortable yep. because we're going to be living in this thing. And if, if you want to send us pictures of those modifications, uh, send us an email at info at fishaddictions.com. And again, you can follow us on all social medias at Fish Addictions. That's Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And if Jim and Taylor would like to plug their own social media because they get out fishing just as... Well, obviously, mm-hmm. as much as we do. I'm just Jim Richter, Facebook. I don't know what you would even call it. You, uh, you, don't, you don't know what your Instagram tag is no. anymore? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That, this might be the first time I've ever told anybody to go check out my Insta. Well. You probably have a better chance of, of figuring out what my Insta is than I do. Anyways, it's, you're, it's all the JR, same. It's yeah, J. It's Richter, Richter or something like that. J. Richter 42. That's what it always is. What am I? You're Taylor Melantino. Is that what it is? Are you a, fi- are you a 55 know. or no? No, I think it's just my name. I don't Where's the computer guy? Yeah. He's got it. Tech guy, got it. Producer guy. Okay. Anyway. Taylor, you are Taylor underscore Melantino. There it is. It's tough. It was really tough. To, <laughs> it was tough. That was, um, <laughs> that was a real brain scratcher. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, this is The Real Talk with Fish Addictions, and thank you for listening tonight and, you know, listening and following along with our banter and again this is what we're going to be doing on every episode we're going to have special guests on this won't be the last you see of these two guys uh we're probably going to be doing a few of these from the ice house we're going to be like i said traveling all over in the ice house it's going to be a lot of fun we always have a lot of fun and uh we hope you guys enjoy this because this is just something that we're doing to have fun the real talk the real talk